Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, soda machines everywhere. Whether you're a freestyle soda machine or, you, you, you know, you just dispense soda or you say, no, I'm a, I'm a machine name. I'm, my name's Soda Pop, man. I'm in a movie. And I'd say, OK, great. Uh, but weren't you in a book originally? I'm sorry. I'm talking. Am I confused or are you confused, uh, Soda Pop? Oh, your father was soda pop. You're just soda. Okay, thanks for the clarification. Because you know where you are. You're in my imagination. I'm trying to start a podcast to put people to sleep called Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Couldn't do it without all you patrons. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about on your mind. It could be feelings, anything you're experiencing emotionally or feeling physically sensations changes in time or temperature or routine whatever it is that is keeping you awake i'd like to take your mind off of it and keep you company so that you could fall asleep that's really my job and the way i'm gonna do it is i'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night i'm gonna use lulling soothing creaky dulcet tones pointless meanders superfluous tangents so that means uh i'm gonna gonna get mixed up i'm gonna go off topic gonna get confused i'm gonna use extra words i'm not gonna get to the points it'll feel like the podcast isn't going anywhere kind of like someone running like running on a here's the thing running running on a treadmill's not you're going somewhere you're just not, you're moving, but you're not going anywhere. I guess <laughs> my metaphors slowly develop, uh, treadmills, you're, go, you're, 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 huh, treadmills, scooter finds them confusing to use in a metaphor, but, but really you're not, you're running in place. Is that what they call it? Running in place. So is when you're not on a treadmill. If anybody does use exercise videos, you know, like heels to the butts, that's one. You could do running, uh, what is that thing called? Not a cartwheel. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do a cart- cartwheel. Not a good idea for me. I don't think, uh, probably not. Uh, what is it? Oh, jumping jack, running jumping jacks, which is technically not a jumping jack. It's like uh, it more, if you could see someone, if you could see me doing a running in place jumping jack, you'd have a good laugh. Uh, I feel like more it should be called uh, bird running, flapping, flapping your wings. So right now I'm flapping my gums though, because I was trying to figure out treadmill. How is treadmill like sleep with me? Well, let's try to figure it out. So if you're new, I'm glad you're here. The reason I make the show is uh, to help. I guess that's why they make treadmills. Uh, but let me go uh, expound a little bit better for you about sleep with me. Because I don't have, I don't really, I'm not, here's, here's but be honest with you, I'm not super familiar with treadmills. And I, all honesty, the last treadmill I remember using was when I recorded 
Actually, this is interesting. Oh, boy, this is so topical. We talk about bringing it home early and bringing me right off topic. But here's a little piece of, I guess, what do you call that? Synchronicity. So the last time I used a treadmill, I was on the same street that this episode takes place. Ray's going to talk about a Father's Day trip we took uh that like I guess like a year or two after you're hearing this, uh, but we went to I Drive in Orlando, and the last time I used a treadmill was not on that trip. Let's hold it right there, uh, and I'd have a hard time guessing the year 2016, 2015, 2017. I was staying at the Wyndham there, and I was recording some episodes. I recorded it at Sea Life Aquarium. And I'd stayed at the Wyndham. This was before I had gone to a convention at the Wyndham. So, yeah, it probably was like, maybe it's 2015. Could have been 2015 even. I don't know. I don't know what year it was, clearly. But I stayed at the Wyndham. Uh, I don't normally, like, I can't highly recommend the Wyndham, that Wyndham, just because, uh, but the, the workout room was great because I used a treadmill. I think I did some other exercise. Because I wasn't there for a conference, I could exercise because it was like I did recording and then I went back to the hotel and I had nothing to do. <laughs> so I ran on the treadmill at one point. They also had a sauna, which I mean, the, you want to win my heart, get a sauna. Or maybe they had a steam. I think they had both. Didn't they also do an episode? I did an episode about that too. So that was the last time I used a treadmill that I can think of. So I'm definitely not a treadmill expert. We've established that. Why am I here to put you to sleep? It might be the main question you're asking if you're new. So I apologize. So the reason I'm here is because you are important and your sleep is important. Obviously, that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Now, there are some caveats, but there's no caveat with that. Uh, and you may have an internal caveat producer like I do who says, nah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You're not important. Your sleep is not important. It is. You deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a safe place where you can rest. Those are facts. They are true. And it's hard to believe for some of us. Uh, people outside of this podcast, like, uh, they might say, what do you mean? Of course you do. Like, uh, but, you know, when you can't sleep, you have, you're a little bit different. But we're all similar. That's a great thing. A lot of us here listening to the show, me making the show, we know how it feels in the deep, dark night. That's one of the reasons I make the show is because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to not strongly not look forward to bedtime. You know what I mean, stronger words I could use. And that's not fair, right? That doesn't feel good. Or the other feelings you feel in the deep, dark, deep, dark night. So that's one of the reasons I'm here is because I know how it feels, but also because if you get the sleep you need, if you could look forward to bedtime or at least feel neutral about it and start getting some good rest, have a good bedtime routine, uh, your life will be a little bit more manageable. Your life will be better. And the whole world we live in benefits from that. And, and that's easy, again, to have a caveat about, but it doesn't change the fact that it's true. You deserve a safe place where you can rest, and you deserve your life to be a little bit more manageable so your life's a little bit better. So that's why I make the show. Okay, they, that, that, that's, a, that's the most important thing I'll say, period. 
couple other things to know, though, if you're new. One, uh, the show is a podcast you don't really listen to. You've already witnessed me go off topic and get mixed up and, you know, confuse metaphors, then go on a tangent about it. Uh, last time I used a treadmill. And that's kind of how the show works. It is like running on a treadmill. You're go, you're not going anywhere, but you're moving. And in this sense, it's got that, hopefully that steady rhythm uh, to take your mind off of stuff. I guess you would never watch someone on a treadmill to take your mind off of stuff, though. And if, if I'm on a treadmill, believe me, I need something to take my mind off of the fact I'm on a treadmill or if I'm running anywhere. That's why I listen to podcasts. But this is a show you just barely kind of listen to, uh, and it never it never feels like it's going anywhere. So so it's a little bit like background noise, but it's a little different because I'm like your friend here. I'm here to keep you company, like your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar bra, your boar burr, your neighbor. I'm here to be your friend and to take your mind off of stuff uh, or make it feel less lonely, whether you're awake or asleep. So while this is a podcast you don't need to listen to, you could listen if you need to. So I'm here to the very end. So if you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company. And if you're not listening, I'm here to keep you company. So it's a podcast you don't really listen to. It's also a sleep podcast that does not put you to sleep. I keep you company while you drift off. That's my job. Your companion, as I said, in the deep, dark night. And then you say, oh, I don't really need to listen to Scoots. He's just here to kind of barely entertain me or barely keep me engaged. And I say, yeah, I'm just here to be preferable to the internal, uh, whatever I said, not collaborator. But, uh, you know, another C word that says, uh, oh, I have a caveat about this. Uh, let me tell you about this, you know, future, past, present, whatever it is that the part of your brain or your body or your feelings want to engage you about when it's just not the right time, right? You're there to go to bed to get comfortable. So I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of that stuff. So those are other important things. The other thing, if you're new, well, one thing to remember is if you're skeptical or doubtful or frustrated, those are normal ways to get to this show because it's this podcast is very different. It's our, We've already established it's a sleep podcast that doesn't put you to sleep. It's a podcast that you don't really listen to. So those are already contradictions, uh, and that's just the way this show works. It's one big contradiction. I mean, it is. I talk about. I was trying to make a metaphor about a one of those. What are those things called? Running thing, treadmill, uh, and I barely ever used one. Uh, so, oh. Oh, but what was my point about that? Oh, so if you're feeling scout, scoutful, doubtful, skeptical, give it a few tries. I'm not exaggerating hundreds of thousands of people have said took two or three tries to get used to the show at first i didn't like it or first i was confused or i was waiting for it to get started when's a bedtime story where's the sleepy stuff and then i realized oh this is a counterintuitive thing but it's actually not as soon as you realize it's not counterintuitive it's perfectly intuitive you're here to keep me company and take your my mind off stuff Oh, you're not here to put me to sleep or to be listened to, but you kind of are both, but you're also there to do those things, but in an indirect way. So all that to say, give it a few tries. It's a free show. If it doesn't work for you or you already know that I'm not your cup of tea, that you don't, that the show's not going to help, check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. There's other sleep audios on there and sleep podcasts and stuff like that.
Okay, the other thing they can really throw new people off or listeners in general is the structure of the show. And really distributing a free podcast, you get like the structure is very intentional, but then you can adjust the show as you become a regular listener. So the structure of the show is it starts off with a greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Then I try to say something funny. So you feel seen, you feel welcome, and you get the tone of the show a little bit goofy. Then there's support, and there's support for the podcast so it can come out twice a week for free on all platforms, which that support of the listeners and the sponsors makes possible. Uh, so that you can listen on whatever podcast app you listen on, listen on or for free. So that's what the support is there for. That's the goal. That, that's my goal behind the show. Then there's support for listeners if you need extra help right now. And there's support for the communities around the show. Then there's the intro. Separ- it's totally separate from the support. It's a show within a show that goes on and on and on. Or, or for some people, they feel like it's part of the support or they get frustrated, and I understand that. And and there is two or three percent of listeners that just skip the intro, start the show at twenty or thirty minutes, and listen from there. And then there's a few thousand people who pay a little bit extra every month as patrons and get story only episodes. So those are options. But at least at first, give the intro a try because again, it serves a, a few purposes. One, it's familiar. So if whether you're a regular listener or you're new, you say okay. Scoots is going to talk about the podcast for 15 or 20 minutes, but it's also different every time. So you say, well, he's not going to talk about it in the same way. He's going to get mixed. He's going to find a new way to get mixed up and confused again or misuse words. So I'm kind of barely looking forward to that. So that's one part of the intro. The other part of the intro is it's ideally a part of your wind down routine or your twilight time. Not the books, Twilight, but maybe you're reading those books. Uh, but whatever, it's a part of the time that transitions from the daytime, from your waking time to your sleep time. Because bedtime routines and having some wind down, from what I've found, from what I've read, and from what personally works for me, and the major- the way the majority of people listen to the show, is winding down is essential. Now, that doesn't mean there's a wrong way to listen to this podcast. But so you could use the intro, you could be getting ready for bed, you could be doing something else, you could like relaxing, you could be in bed. There's the listeners that are already sleeping. We're so proud of them and happy for them. But for most listeners, it takes a little bit of winding down. So that's why the intro goes like 10 to 20 minutes and is there. That's one of the main purposes of the intro is to ease you into bedtime, but in a way that feels familiar Yet, you know, the parts you, again, the, the internal, whatever I called it, uh, con, it, con, it wasn't the internal contrarian, but I also have one of those. Wait, no, I don't. Oh, boy, that was the best joke a contrarian's ever come up with. No, it's not. Oh, boy. We can't get caught in this Abbey and Castello thing. We could. Uh, we could, but we won't. We will? Please, let's not. Uh, could you, like, uh, I'm stuck here. We're, okay, we can move. We're, 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 I'm totally stuck and I can't move on. Okay, let's move on. Great. Uh, so whatever it is, uh, the, your internal contrarian, I, I totally forgot. My internal contrarian threw me off. Uh, intro. Oh, just wind down. Take your mind off of stuff. Why is the intro there? 
Oh, it, it, oh, so that your contrarian can't necessarily adjust. That's why it's different every time. So that's the intro. Then there's, again, support for the show. And again, that just comes back to my goals for the podcast that come out free twice a week on all podcast platforms for as long as we can do that. And that's what makes it possible. So that's the support, sponsor support, listener support. Then there'll be our bedtime story. Tonight it'll be a guest, uh, Ray, my neighbor. He'll come by and talk about uh, uh, like uh, some adventures we had to celebrate Father's Day. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of the show. That's why I make the show. I'm really glad you're here. I really, really appreciate your time. Uh, I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. Hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray, your neighbor, Scooter's neighbor Ray. But really, so good to be in your ears here. So good to be on your, your so Scooter get up, got it mixed up. A few people on uh, Twitter and email said, Scooter, what about neighbor? Like, couldn't you use that? Boar bay, boar bud, boar bestie, boar, boar, boar buddy, whatever, boar friend. What about like neighbor? Uh, a lot of people said that. Great idea. Great idea, everybody. But Scooter, of course, you know, he, he's, he, 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 he learns differently. And, uh, so he said, uh, Borber uh, on the podcast. Uh, so whether you're a neighbor or a Borber, which is like a boring Baba to me, uh, to me, Ray, I said, oh, hello, hello. I'm, I'm Scooter's neighbor, Ray. Uh, you, you may be new to the po- po- pod- podcast here. So it's so good to be here in your ears with you. I'm Scooter. Scooter normally introduces me, but he forgot. He said, Ray, we were trying to find a few things. And then Scooter was going to do the thank yous. Normally he does the thank yous. And then I go on. He introduces me. That's how Scooter warms up. I warm up. Hello, hello, hello. That's all I need to warm up is knowing you're there, getting comfortable in bed. And when Ray can see you there and you say, well, I'm going to be a boar bud. I'm going to take in for Scooter and, and sit with you here and tell you a little tale. And uh, so Scooter, uh, he, he couldn't find the thing he had for the thank yous. We couldn't find his notebook. And we said, I said, Scooter, don't worry. It'll be fine. We'll just do, we'll do the thank yous tomorrow. But so he couldn't warm up. So I'm Scooter's neighbor, Ray, and I'm here to introduce the podcast. It's actually been a while since I recorded. But by the time you hear this, you'll probably be you'll probably have heard from me already, I would hope, because this one. This one's scheduled for pretty far out there. Uh, but so, okay, your neighbor Ray, what am I supposed to tell you? Okay, so I'm Scooter's neighbor Ray. I, I've, lived, I've lived by Scooter. We became friends. We go on trips together. And we haven't recorded in a while just because Scooter and I have been reassessing what's sustainable. We've done some tests on Patreon to see, okay, how, many, how often do people want to hear from Ray? But also we've learned that it's hard to mix. Now, it's not always hard, as you'll see. But, the, you know, like your relationship with corporations gets complicated. And also just trying to figure out our time. And when we travel together and we're with other people, we want to be present for them. But this time, oh, boy, this is a real raw trip report from a real trip. Wonderful. Unbelievable. 
And that's really why we're here. Now, I'm going to try to, Scooter shared with me some photos, but I, I wanted to kind of set it up for fall use. And just tell you, like, uh, you know, th- that uh, they call this thing in the U.S. here Father's Day. And we're going to be, I don't know if this episode will come out on Father's Day, but this is a past Father's Day I spent with Scooter. And Scooter and I are much more comfortable calling it Father Figure Day because, you know, I'm not, I'm not Scooter's father. I'm not his daughter's father, I'm a, I'm a, but I would consider myself a father figure. And you don't have to have a father's figure to be a father figure, as Ray is known to say. Like, you could, you know, in, this is just the truth. I don't say it's in my opinion. Anybody could be a father figure. You don't, you know, I thought that was pretty witty. You don't have to have the father's figure. They call it something else, like a... I get, is that a dad joke? Is that a father? No, it's a father figure joke about father's figures. Uh, I think uh, the Albert and Costello would like that. But we're here to talk about an actual Father's Day that also included changing of the plans from Scooter's wish list for his Father's Day into a dream, a Father's Day only, you know, I would have dreamed of as a father figure and that other people could dream of too. Uh, but, but was real. So where do we start? So we start with Father's Day. I'm just scanning through the pictures here, so I'm slightly distracted. So I'll just stop talking. Okay, so I have some pictures here, and I know where where the pictures start, so that is good. And I will tell you that uh, Scooter, you know, Scooter had to roll with it because, uh, so I'll tell you, Father's Day, oh, so let me give everything a setup here. So usually I recount trips Scooter and I had uh, with his daughter, his little one, or other people, or just the two of us, uh, to theme parks and such things, and... uh, so this is a now Scooter loves uh, he doesn't just love theme parks. Uh, he loves uh, like what mo- some people would call schlocky stuff or kitschy stuff. He's not a collector of those things, but he likes uh, the like even the like you know when a theme park like Universal or Disney is a bit of a spectacle or Las Vegas for example, you say it's a bit over the top, it's a bit indulgent. But Scooter also likes the little versions of those things, of the touristy areas. Now, not exactly, Scooter would say, the super touristy areas that are, like, nearly exploitative. Now, Scooter's never been on a cruise before, but he would use that as an example from his, you know, just as his projection. So it's not based on anything if you're a cruise fan. But what Scooter could conceive as a cruise port in another nation or place where it's, uh, so he said, I don't know if that's, I'm not comfortable with that kind of thing, like the concentrated tourist zone. But one of these places, oh, and Scooter talked about in the intro that Scooter wants to spend some more time in is these off the beaten paths. If we're going to do things with Orlando, uh, Scooter said, like, uh, I want I want to be off the beaten path, uh, and I want to see more of the touristy stuff in Orlando. He's already seen it before, but he also wanted to share it with his daughter. And so we had had this trip planned. Now, this was a ways ago when you're hearing this, but uh, and he said, I would like us to go to some places that aren't like a theme park uh, or, or like a Disney Universal Park and spend some time with you, my daughter, 
and Ray. Of course, I said, and Scooter, of course, your father, fig, one of your father figures. He has a father, but you could have a father figure, too. And this wasn't necessarily Father's Day related, just to set it up. But he said, okay. And he had, you know, Scooter's a little bit overambitious, and his daughter's pretty much like that, too. And I'm more of like, okay, well, let's see what we can accomplish. And the good thing about overambition is that when you don't accomplish the thing, all the things Scooter wanted to do, pretty much Scooter would say, I want to do everything there is to do in Orlando, next trip, uh, end of story. But that leaves the door open instead of for disappointment for future anticipation. So to set that up there, this trip in this particular summer, Scooter had wanted to go and uh, do everything off uh, off of uh, major theme park property. Also, like within a couple days, uh, he also, the good thing was he wanted to prepay for a lot of things because you get a better deal. I said, Scooter, let's hold off on that there. So all is that to say that what Scooter wanted to do for his father's day was not those things. Uh, he said, Ray, I got a couple things I've always wanted to do. And I'd love for you and Sophia and I to do these things. Uh, one was to, for Father's Day. One was to drive one of those boats, which they call a water sprite, at Disney World in the big uh, Seven Seas Lagoon. And Scooter said, even if maybe we could even drive over the water bridge and go into the uh, Bay Lake as well. And Scooter said, and I'd like to have a Dole Whip at the Pineapple uh, P- Polynesian Resort. Uh, and he said, well, I guess if we're going to eat for Father's Day, I'd like to do the buffet at Fort Wilderness. So he said, that would be my Father's Day wish. Now, sometimes when you wish upon a star, you get your dreams come true, according to some things, but not always. So, first of all, I applaud Scooter for checking, because I, I he said, uh, I don't think we need to reserve any of this ahead of time, Ray. This will be a flexible one, which worked out. He said, we'll go there. And he said, I'd like to eat at the buffet, but we could see when we get, uh, he goes, like, uh, we'll set it up a little bit more. But he goes, you know, and then go, uh, maybe we'll have lunch at the buffet. Or he goes, depending on when we get up, uh, uh, breakfast, but I don't know, which will make sense in a minute there. And then we'll, uh, we'll do the boat thing, or maybe we'll do the boat thing, and then that, and then we'll get the uh, Aloha, uh, what's it called? Dole Whip uh, there at the uh, Polynesian. So at the time we went, you know, it was like, uh, it was a time, it was after everybody, like, like uh, things were settling down, but they weren't back to normal. And so uh, there was a couple things that was, made this a tough pull-off. One, there was no buffets at that time at Disney, so the buffet was out. I don't. Th- I think that was the last thing we learned, though. Two, the Polynesian was closed except for DVC members. So I don't think all the restaurants were open. And three, Disney was not renting out boats at this time. Even though it was, uh, you know, this was uh, was 2020, I believe, when we did 2021. No, it's 2021, Scooter just said. So hello, 2022, I think is when you're hearing this. Is that right? Holy moly. So it's 2021. And, uh, wow, Ray's just uh, stunned at the topaz. Well, anyway, 
So, so Scoot had looked it up, I think, either before we went to bed or in the morning. And he said, okay, well, there's no boats, so we can't do the boats. I think he looked it up in the morning, and he said there's no buffet, and there's no Dole Whip, because uh, we didn't have tickets to the park or anything. This wasn't like a day we were going to go to a theme park. Now, there was one other thing that, that sets this up to make it make more sense of why we weren't going there for breakfast, which is actually good, because I think we did find out at breakfast that all this was closed. And Scooter said, well, we'll have to make other plans there. But there was another thing on Scooter's bucket list. Uh, well, two things. Like, uh, I wouldn't say bucket list. That's a little bit strong. Things he really wanted to do for Father's Day. And one of them was because it was Father's Day, he was able to say, well, it's Father's Day. We got to do this because it's something I wish to do. Now, we were staying not at a hotel on a theme park property. We were staying at a, a Hyatt uh, something or other, Cypress something. And this is an important part of the story for two things. One, Scooter got free breakfast. And again, if you listen to the Patreon bonus stuff, I kind of explain, you know, Scooter, I don't even think we pay, I think Scooter pay, didn't have to pay for the room either because he used points. Uh, and in some sort of combination, free breakfast was included in all that. So we had free breakfast every day. So Scooter, of course, he said, uh, well, I don't know want to go to the buffet. If we're going to have free breakfast, we might as well eat up free breakfast and we're getting full value for our time. And they actually had a pretty nice breakfast at this place there. Now, that was one part about it. Now, Scooter would say, and, I, you know, we'll talk about this maybe another time in this hotel, but I would say this may be Scooter's new home hotel in Orlando when we can make it work uh, points-wise and financially. And compared, you know, no offense to Disney, but compared to Disney, what you pay, if you were even paying rack rate at this hotel, you get a lot for your money. And one of the things is this place has like a big piece of land that it owns uh, or rents or whatever. And they have bikes included. Now, they have a resort fee. Again, the great part of dealing with Scooter, no resort fee. But again, because of the points or whatever he was doing, no resort fee. So, uh, but part of the resort fee pays for you get free bike and boat rentals. They have a little lake there. And they have bikes, and you can ride around the resort. And that was Scooter's main thing he wanted to do to start out his Father's Day. Now, I think we had breakfast, then we went for the bike ride. So we had breakfast. The only thing I can see from pictures from the breakfast— Oh, yeah, the pictures show it all, Ray. Hello. Uh, uh, So, oh, I go through the pictures there. So we had breakfast. The only picture of breakfast is Scooter's Fruit Bowl, which had blackberry, blueberries, and— uh, not a honeydew, but the other one. Is that a hun- That's not a honeydew. It's the other kind of melon that you have with a breakfast buffet. And then we went and got our bikes there, and we went out riding in the in the hotel grounds. Uh, and they have like a tennis, like they must have tennis competitions there. And so we like they have like a, like a lot of tennis courts, and not just for the hotel guests, I guess. So we went there. Then there's a road that's supposed to connect to another hotel and golf course, but that road was only open part way. But you're going through all these trees. You feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. 
and maybe see a couple people running around the bikes there. But other than that, it was, oh, it was so nice. Big trees, you know, the sounds of the bugs. And we rode out in this road, kind of a road to nowhere. We didn't, it was really nice. Then we came back and then we took a dirt path. Now, again, Scooter's daughter and I, you know, it's Florida. It's still in the morning, so it's not too hot there. But, you know, neither one of us was in a hurry to do a lot of exercising where Scooter loves this kind of thing. And now he had already found out the news that he couldn't do what he expected to do for Father's Day, which was okay. But so we took the bikes on this dirt path there. And there was like even a place maybe at some point they had horseback riding. It looked a little bit run down, but in a good way. And so we went there. Then we found a wedding pavilion themed to a western town, like a, like an old-fashioned western town for like your wedding or your wedding reception tucked away. And then that, another wedding area. And we said, oh, isn't this cute? Uh, people could have a wedding reception at an old-fashioned western town. Then we went around the front of the hotel, which is also kind of lush, and there's like a waterfall there. And we scooted just said, I want to look at the waterfall, even though you couldn't really do anything. It wasn't water you could get into, but that was fun there. Then we rode around again, but we had to ride on like something like mulch. And his daughter and I were like, Scooter, this mulch is not fun to ride a bike on. But there was all the trees. They were hanging with Spanish moss. And uh, it was it was uh, it was quite beautiful there. Holy cow, was it beautiful! So then Scooter said, "Okay, let's all take showers here, and take our turns in our hotel room, which was perfect." Uh, and uh, then what we'll do is, uh, if, if he goes, "I've got a plan," so don't worry, I've got a plan. Like there was something else I wanted to do. There was something else I wanted to take my daughter to. And he goes, I'm pretty sure there's a corporate chain restaurant that my daughter's never been to, that there used to be one at Carousel Mall that closed. And he goes, again, it's a corporate, you know, chain restaurant, but he goes, it has a special place in my heart. So, and he goes, I actually ate at this restaurant once when I think he talked about in the intro, not the restaurant, but when he stayed at the Wyndham there and recorded at the Seven Seas uh, Pavilion or whatever it's called with the fishes and stuff. So he said, the plan here is uh, we're going to uh, drive over there. We're going to do some fun stuff. One will be pretty intense, uh, thrill-type attraction, and something will be mellow. And he said, I went and bought the tickets ahead of time since it's the day of and we're going there. And then we headed out. Now... We had a car. Uh, we didn't have a rental car. We actually had Scooter's parents' car because we were, were going to relocate it for them later in a couple weeks uh, back from Florida to New York. Uh, but so, so there was a lot. Now, this is something nobody talks about, but the traffic in Orlando, even like on a Sunday, can be very unpredictable. So we had a bit of traffic. We had a bit. Scooter said, okay. If I did this differently, I would have stayed at a hotel because he said there's a higher place. There's also another Hyatt I never stayed at there. And so he said, if I was going to do it again here, I'd stay at one of those hotels, you know, because uh doesn't make a lot of sense to uh, 
like be doing so much driving around. So that was a little bit of a bummer, but we got, so we got to the restaurant, the scooter knew right where it was. I think the, the map was going there anyway. And we found out he wanted to eat at Pizzeria Uno. Now I know a lot of people are rolling the eyes there and, uh, of course, so like, but this was Scooter's day, and uh, he said he, he he said again, this is like leaning into the tourist experience. And again, your friend Ray and Scooter, like this whole international drive is so, like, we would love if Lentesta can and, and uh, Jim Hill could do like an economics of this area because again, it's like so many places. Uh, so many hotels and chain restaurants, even a few uh, independent restaurants there, and tourist sites, and it's just it's just fascinating. So we got to uh, Pizzeria Uno, and again, because we had a big breakfast, I'm guessing it's right, like, well, I could look at the time here, I guess. Uh, I don't have any pictures from there, but uh, I do have a picture. Okay, this is later in the day. But... Uh, Let's see here. Just give me one second here. This is your friend Ray. This is when Scooter bought the tickets. Maybe he bought them. Oh, interesting. That can't be. Well, maybe it is. So uh, I'm guessing probably we're eating breakfast, lunch at about 2 p.m., though it could have been noon because it, the, I don't know if these pictures are around East Coast time or West Coast time because it says uh, 3.38 p.m. there. Uh, but I don't know if it's uh, local, you know. So we don't know that. But so let's just say around like a late lunch, we got to Pizzeria Uno. There was a lot of cars in the parking lot. Oh, again, yes. Yeah, Scooter said, well, that's weird because it's like after lunch rush but before dinner rush. And we ate at Pizzeria Uno. Now, during this time, 2021, eating anywhere was a challenge because staffing and all the changes and everybody getting back to normal was challenging for everybody. So anytime you went to eat somewhere, at least in the summer of 2021, it was a bit like rolling the dice, like uh, what the experience was going to be like. And that's understandable. Because everybody's just doing your best. But Scooter was hopeful. He said, okay, hopefully this is, you know, this is a corporate restaurant. Like, uh, it's later in the lunch rush. Hopefully it'll be okay. And it was wonderful. Uh, so everybody was doing the best there. And uh, Scooter's, like, we, we were able to get uh, the kind of pizza Scooter wanted and uh, something his daughter wanted. And our sodas were filled up. I think at this time we were drinking iced tea, maybe, because Scooter was still trying to behave. Uh, but so we had a wonderful lunch, uh, and it was just kind of like what Sco- what the Scooter had ordered, because he ordered uh, the lunch there. And I can't, I don't think we had dessert, because I think Scooter was like, well, we'll get dessert later. Like, uh, also, we were kind of full from the pizza and the uh and all that. And so, and we were excited for the next stop. Uh, so we had these tickets. Now this was the first error school scooter made and he'll be perfectly honest, but you know, he's a bit of a rule follower. He should have, we, where we were going was not that far from pizzeria uno. And so we should have just left the car at pizzeria uno because we, you know, we paid, you know, a good amount of money for lunch and, uh, and parking was free where we were going. 
but he did not. He said, let's move the car to the parking where we're going, follow the rules. And that was a challenge because, uh, you know, a Father's Day and a lot of people were out. It was the summer. This is when the kind of rubber band kind of snapped back. Everybody was getting out of town and such things. So it took a little bit of work to find a parking spot there. And there was even traffic just to get into the parking. But we eventually found a spot. And we parked, and that's when we realized we were going to Orlando Eye, or I think it's called I, the Icon, Icon, Icon at Icon Park, or Orlando Eye at Icon Park or something. And Scooter said, I bought a combo ticket. So we parked the car, and then we found a pretty long lines. And again, of course, there's a lot of bathroom situations. So Scooter said, Ray, you and Sophia wait in this line to get on the Orlando Eye. And I'll go in the line to get the tickets because I already paid for the tickets, but then you got to go to Will Cool. And, of course, in the back of Scooter's mind, he's always worried about getting, uh, even though he bought the tickets through a company he's familiar with, he's always thinking that's going to be an issue. So I think Scooter left us. He ran and used the bathroom. It was a pretty long line, but not, not a long wait, like a reasonable line, I would say. And then he got in line, and he was concerned he was in the wrong line. And he was also concerned that he wouldn't get, you know, that there would be some sort of hiccup. Uh, and when he did it, the guy said, huh, huh, well, uh, like he was making noises like that. And Scooter was like, uh-oh. Uh, and the guy said uh, something, and Scooter said, well, I paid for the tickets. It's right here. And the guy said, okay, well, I, I'm going to have to call them. But it ended up, it was just like, uh, I think we had had some other hiccup before earlier in the trip or something. But it ended up, it was just like a little bit of extra work. Uh, but it wasn't any complication. It just took a while because there was multiple layers of uh, approval or something. But this gentleman printed out a ticket. Then Scooter went back to the line. Then Sophia and I got to use the restroom. And by the time we got back, uh, we were pretty close and we got out. Now, so Sophie and I, uh, had never ridden the Orlando Y together. So we got to go on the Orlando Y. Now it was harder for Scooter because he got to do a show from there and ride it as much as he wanted. And because it was 2020 or 2021, we got to have our own car there. And the Orlando Eyes uh, air-conditioned. It was a little bit overcast of a day, but it wasn't foggy or anything. And so we went up there, and that was so much fun. Oh, boy, was that a view there. And we got a beautiful view. First, we we got a, like, yeah, let's see. I'm trying to look through the pictures. Yeah, we had a view. We could see our car and where our car was parked there. Uh, and I drive then on the other side and I don't think Scooter, I mean, maybe talked about it in his Orlando eye show. I think it's Boeing has a gigantic campus like, uh, that I've never seen before. I'm looking at the sky. It was like Orlando stormy sky, pre stormy sky there. But yeah, I like, I couldn't believe the extent of this Boeing facility, I think that's who it is, or something dynamics or something. And I don't know if that was the land that Universal used to own, and then they sold it uh, when they were owned by Vivendi. Uh, Like, I remember reading the book, but, I mean, that's quite a piece of land if that was what they sold there. 
But so we went up, we saw a car, and then Scooter pointed out our next destination, which was the Orlando Starflyer. We saw the parking lot, uh, and then we got very, uh, I would, would not say excited for this Orlando Star, Starflyer. Now, if you go to Orlando, not only do I recommend going to iDrive or having a view of iDrive, but I strongly recommend doing it at night because, holy cow, this Orlando Starflyer and the Orlando Eye, the lighting packages on these things are just absolutely phenomenal. Like, you could just watch them all night long. Uh, and that's another thing. that Now, we were there during the day, so, but, but uh, it... Uh, it's very cool to look at. Now, I don't think they would be as cool. It might be interesting to ride them at night uh, in the Starflyer in particular. But uh, the uh, like the Orlando Eye, maybe not so much. Maybe at a discount and maybe say, oh, okay, you get to come back again. Maybe they have that kind of ticket. I don't even know. Uh, but so we rode the Orlando Eye and we saw the Starflyer. And then we got off. We used the restroom again don't think we got anything. It was very busy. They have a food court there, and that's where the C's is and the Madame Tussauds or whatever. And even the Icon Park has been developed since Scooter was last there. And a lot of, uh, it's very nice. Oh, boy. Like, there's uh, restaurants and bars, and uh, everybody looked like they were having a good time. I think sometimes they probably have live music. And we were just curious, too, like how many people are local versus tourists. Uh, but everybody looked like they're having a nice day. So then we walked to the uh, Orlando Starflyer. And Scooter said, Ray, handled this one for me. So it's a very, it's a tower. Uh, like that tower's up there. And it has a very good view. But it's also one of those swing rides like that uh, you sit in a swing and you go around like a merry-go-round. Uh, this one is a dual swing, so you sit with two people. So I, I did not go with Scoot and his daughter. As a matter of fact, I just observed because I said, I'm more comfortable observing here from the ground. But from what Scooter said, you sit in there, they go over everything, they're very clear. And then the swing starts going, and you go up and you get an amazing view. Uh, I believe, I don't know if you go as high, Scooter said he did, like, he he was a reverse. He said he didn't look up. Uh, he said, I didn't want to look up. Uh, but he goes, you get get a good, good view, Scooter said. Just say that, Ray. Beautiful view, a lot of cool uh, air. And you go around, and it's quite it's thrilling, Scooter said. Uh, and uh, beautiful views, uh, very similar to different views in Orlando Y because you're moving at a different pace. And then we got down and we were thrilled. Uh, Scooter and his daughter were because they went on it. And then Scooter said, okay, let's keep this adventure going. And uh, he said, uh, let's go like, uh, let's go to like one of those tourists. He goes, I'd like to just drive around a bit. Uh, I always wanted to, he goes, I have a little bit of a regret about this I drive. And we said, okay, Scooter, tell us what your regret is and we'll help uh, soothe it. And he said, well, okay, so during the history of the podcast, uh, I stayed at this Wyndham 
He said either two or three times. I can't remember if it's two or three times. Oh, no, no. He, oh, two times he stayed at the Wyndham and once at the Hyatt Place. Hyatt, Hyatt Place, yeah. He went to two conferences at the Wyndham. Stayed there once when there was no conference before. Then stayed there again at the conference. And then stayed at the Hyatt Place because, you know, free breakfast and scooter, you know, it's easy. I think it's... Uh, Scooter likes being able to walk to conferences and not stay at the conference hotel all the time. But during those times, Scooter said, I've walked all the way to the convention center end of iDrive, never past the convention center. Because he said, I don't know what's past there anyway, not much. Uh, But he said, on the other side, I've only gone as far as the McDonald's, which is just across Kitty Corner from the, uh, the, the, the Wyndham where he had stayed there. He got a shamrock shake at the Wyndham or the McDonald's and had lunch there. And I think someone once said it was the biggest McDonald's in the world, but it isn't. Uh, it was, or maybe, I don't know. There's also a show that Scooter said, wow, that would be cool to go to. Well, not this trip, but uh, like a dance and musical show across the street there on the corner. But he said, I'd like to go down that street and see where it goes, and I think it'll go eventually to Universal, and we were going to pick up our annual passes that we had bought when they were on sale. You get like 16 months for 12 months or something, and just walk around City Walk or go into Universal. But he said, first I want to go to like a tourist place and see that drive, and then we'll figure it out from there. He goes, maybe something else will come up. Because uh, Scooter also wanted to go to Old Town, Kissimmee, all these fun spots. So we said, okay, let's go to this uh, tourist place. So we pulled in, we, we went down I drive that way, we crossed whatever that major intersection is, we started driving, and then Scooter found this place called Boggin Planet, uh, which looks like... Uh, a spaceship there. It has like a, it has a top, it has like a UFO with planets circling it. And then it even has a tower with a, a person from outer space wearing a hat. Uh, so very right in Scooter's wheelhouse, you know? Uh, so we went in there and uh, it was big inside. And I think this, we ended up going to one other, one of these places. I don't know if it was the same day. When we're walking on iDrive, it may have been. So I don't know if this was our second or our first tourist uh, uh, type place. But we went in there and it was not a, it was a, it was a, like in 2021, you say, well, I don't know how much, you know, we had our coverings on and those things. And we were already protected, but, you know, it was a. Scooter said it was a little down, like uh, it wasn't one of the kind of place experience that lifted you up, uh, like it was schlocky, but in a dusty way. But that just might have been our mood because we had been, but we, you know, we had fun. I, I guess I would, Scooter would have preferred if there was something like, uh, like, you know, other than like 99 cent shirts, like 99 cent cold waters, a Gatorade or something else, uh like to pull you in there, but there wasn't. Now, again, we go into another small regret of scooters, but they opens a window. We left there, and I think somewhere behind there is one of the fun spots of the old towns or something. 
And we did not go there because uh, Scooter said, well, I don't know. And he, he also said, well, like, uh, he'd already told Sophia we were going to go to City Walk. So she was excited. And then we drove in Universal, not that far from where we were with the tourist place, was Universal, two of Universal's new hotels that we've never seen before, Surfside and Dockside. And we pulled down the street there, and for a second, Scooter thought about going in and parking just to use the, uh, uh, like, so we could eat at the, um, or check out the food courts. And we didn't, and Scooter said, that was an error. Uh, so he, he said, right, that was a mistake. This is afterwards, and he did, not in a negative way. He said, we should have stopped there, checked out one of the hotels so we could have seen it for our own eyes. Because that's something we love to do. But he said also we could have taken the bus to Universal and tried it out. But also because of this is when you say Monday morning, looking back, whatever you want to call it. But Scooter said, nah, nah, let's just go to Universal uh, and park the car. But because, again, like 2021, it was a time when everybody was doing the best. Uh, And so when we got to park the car, it was dinner time. And the, there was a, a traffic line. There wasn't very many lanes open, and it was very, very busy. Because I think a lot of people were saying, well, let's go to City Walk. Let's go, go to Universal for the evening or whatever they were doing. And because if we took the bus, we would have parked for free. But because we were going to get our annual passes, you still have to pay for parking. And Scooter said, we would have got around that if we would have took the bus from the hotel that we weren't staying in. I said, Scooter, they probably, they, they like, uh, and he said, yeah, but it would have been an adventure. No, we were still on an adventure. So I said, Scooter, we were still on an adventure. So what we did was we went, uh, okay, I got my pictures here. Now, let's just, let me look at this time from Bargain. It says 4.44 p.m. So that was definitely local time when we were at the Bargain, uh, the Bargain Planet. What time were we at the Orlando Starfly? Star it looks like we got off at 4.42 or 4.34. Let's see, this picture from, okay, 3.58. So these are local times probably. Four o'clock, we were on the Orlando Eye. 4.30, we were either getting on the Starflyer, getting off of it. It's about a four-minute ride anyway. And then we were at Bargain Planet about 4.45. So then we drove to Universal. There's a picture. Oh, boy, that must have taken, that must, did take a while there because uh, I have a picture of Scooter's foot uh, that maybe he took accidentally. Let's see, can we bring up a map to see exactly where that is or what? Uh, Oh, we can. This is uh, getting ready to walk into Orlando. Okay, so, wow. So it took us about an hour to park the car, to get from Bargain Planet to park the car and then walk through City Walk. So that was a little bit of a thing, but also maybe 20 minutes of that was probably walking and getting into the park. But we parked the car eventually, no problem, after we got through the parking place. 
then we headed to the ticket place, and uh, we said, well, should we eat at uh, City Walk, or should we eat in Orlando Universal Studios? And his daughter said, you know, of course, we're going to eat in the studios. Come on. So we went into the studios there, and uh, first we, we can't, we, you know, we had a, whatever, a voucher for the annual passes we had purchased. So actually, it's funny, Ray said, uh, we're not going to any parks, but we we are, I guess. Uh, now, we were going to this park with a pretty specific intention, which was to recreate photos of Scooter's daughter from other trips. Uh, so we had a little bit of a to-do list. So first, we went to uh, a, a, um, a store that's run by SpongeBob SquarePants. And we took some, now this is about 6 p.m., but we took took some pictures of his daughter in the pineapple under the sea and in uh, some sort of uh, raft chair that says out to lunch. And so that was like 6 o'clock there. Oh, then there was a Fast and the Furious uh, for uh, Fast 9, F9. One of uh, Dom's car was there. Oh, what is this diagonally? A picture of diagonally. Where's that from? 7.05 p.m. there. Oh, we I guess so at 7.05 p.m. we were in the Wizarding World. Uh, so we didn't do any... I don't remember any of this. I don't have any... And then we went uh, to Universal... Uh, to... Uh, what do you call that place there? Um, oh, to the, uh, fast food boulevard. I bet you Scooter, oh no, no, oh boy. I forgot. Of course, Scooter had to get a soda pop there. So this was where, uh, this was interesting. So Scooter, this doesn't exist anymore. Another thing he had did was prepay for one uh, fast service meal plan with the theory that his daughter would then have freedom to kind of like it. So you got one fast food combo meal a day and one snack, two, two snacks or something. And the snacks would be good for butterbeer. So because his daughter, you know, kids love that butterbeer. And then, uh, Scooter got, would get his unlimited soda cup. Uh, so we went and got his soda cup. And now the gentleman, uh, uh, they gave the soda cup actually gave us the cup, but I don't think he, 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 whatever, it wasn't set up for the whole trip. Like it was supposed to be set up for the whole trip. Uh, but he didn't, he only activated it for the day or something, not in a way that actually it worked out because then the next day when we actually got it formally activated, the person, so it worked out that it was active for, for when we were going to be there. So then Scooter had his soda cup. His daughter had his little meal plan card. Then we went to uh, Fast Food Boulevard to eat at the Simpsons. So it has a bunch of Simpsons restaurants. Simpsons themed. It's like a Simpsons themed fast food place. So there's like a Lisa has a little tea shop where you can get uh, tea and cakes and those kind of things. I think it's called Lisa's Tea House of Food or something. Then there's a, uh, Cletus has a chicken place. Then there's a fish place, kind of based on the fish place from The Simpsons. I don't even, uh, Scooter's not good with any of this, what it's called. 
And then there's a, like a pizza Italian place. And then there's a, uh, uh, crusty burger. So we were like, wanted to try the crusty burger because we'd never tried it before that Scooter remembered. So we actually got one of the crusty burgers, the one that's the best reviewed there. And, uh, we, uh, shared, I think we shared just one meal, maybe a two meals between the three of us. Uh, and we had some fries. We had the burger, very good burger. And it was nice. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Then we went, uh, it looks like then we left. Uh, I mean, according to the pictures and stuff, I, I don't know. So I'm guessing though. What else would we have done? Because I don't have Scooter's notebook. So I guess maybe we'll have an addendum on here. But just off the top of Ray's head, what we would have done is we we probably wrote E.T. after we uh, took the pictures at SpongeBob. Because you can't not ride E.T. And then I'm guessing we also waited in line for The Simpsons. Because usually on a Sunday afternoon, evening... Probably was like a 30-minute, and I can remember waiting in line for The Simpsons because they have the movies running. And uh, so I know we did those two things. Maybe we also did Gringotts Single Rider line. I'm, I'm just picturing, I'm almost positive we did because Scooter's daughter was very excited, and I can remember her saying, uh, oh, yeah, because usually when you do that, you never know what the line's going to be, because we didn't have any fast passes or anything. But, like, sometimes with the Gringotts single rider line, it could be really far backed up where you're waiting almost as long as you'd wait in the regular queue. This time we walked right up. We were, there was only two people in front of us, so we got right on. I think we rode it right again right after that because she said, one more time, you know, let's do this. So we wrote it again. I don't think that's probably all we did. Maybe we got a butter beer. We didn't take any pictures because I got to imagine for Father's Day, Scooter would have wanted. Oh, we had a shake with our Krusty Burger. But is that the only dessert that we had, Scooter? I don't know. But yeah, that's it. I mean, that was a nice little father figures day. I hope if you're hearing this, you celebrate your father figures or you have it or, or, you know, you celebrate yourself. You could be your own father figure, you know, and celebrate it for just you uh, and say, hey, I'm going to pat you're doing as good a job as you can. Just like in 2021, we were all just doing the best we could. And uh, trying to be patient, trying to treat everybody with dignity and respect, uh, and, uh, and yeah, and maybe Ray will be back here with a quick addendum, but I'm not so sure. Uh, so I'm going to say good night and tuck you in just in case. Good night, everybody.